Turn that shit off. Welcome back to another glorious episode of Ignorant Intelligence. I am your host, Brandon M. Davis. Pause for the applause. Thank you. Thank you. You are far too kind. I appreciate all of you. Um, it is October 1st. Alright. Summer's officially over. Stop wearing white outside. You look stupid. I don't know if it's officially over because tomorrow they said it's going to be 90 degrees. All right. Um, so we still got a couple more days of summer, I guess. Um, someone told me that yesterday was International Podcasters Day. So shout out to all my podcasters out here. Shout out to my boy, Rich. All right. With his Unconventional Wisdom podcast. Him, Trav, Jeff, Josh. All them crazy dudes, all right? Shout out to the JTB podcast. My boy Josh, he had me on there before. So shout out to everybody out here doing their podcast and trying to make that their number one source of income because fuck work. <laughs> nah, but um, for real, yo, shout out to all of them. Um, It's good to be back. Finally gave up Facebook, Okay sick and tired of Facebook. I gave it up. I, social media to me, you got to think social media is like a club, right? It's a popping club. And Twitter is like the VIP section, right? Inside the club. Instagram are the regular people who were able to get inside of the club. So they saw everything that went down inside of VIP. They weren't in the, in VIP, but they took some pictures of it. They saw what happened. And Facebook are the chatty patty niggas that couldn't even get inside the club. All right? I got tired of being amongst the chatty patty people. All right? I'm only on Twitter and Instagram now. Out of all three, I would say Instagram is my favorite. But Facebook is basically just a bunch of angry, regular people who are mad at life. So, it's, so they just sit around arguing about shit because they hate what they do with themselves. All right? Twitter and Instagram when used correctly or for people who are creative, famous or in route of becoming a celebrity or just an artistic or creative person. So those are my two platforms. I'm done with Facebook. Don't at me on Facebook. I'm gone. I deactivated my account. I, I got more work done in the month of September without Facebook (laughs) than I have. I, I haven't gotten into an argument the whole month. Fuck Facebook, bro. Um, during the month of September, um, quick shout out to everyone who liked, shared, and supported my little, I guess, mini film on 9-11. I, um, I had like some old footage of Twin Towers and then I basically put together some clips and footage of how it looks now, added some music to it. Like, um, film is a, a new little hobby of mine that I want to get into. Um, so shout out to everyone who like shared supported that shout out to everyone who likes shares and supports my podcast i truly appreciate y'all all right um san Gennaro happened ate a bunch of food all right i'm still going to the gym still losing weight still being healthy out here 
right? Even though summer's over, you still got to have your summer body. Got to have your summer body all year round. Um, I took some footage of that, and then I made like a creepy remix to it. I put everything in slow motion and added a bunch of stuff to it. Go check it out. It's on my Instagram. Um, I've seen a couple movies lately. Um, before I get into that, great news. Great news. It's been a good week, baby. We starting off the month correctly. Why are we starting off the month correctly? Y'all remember that cop that shot the dude down in Dallas, Texas? What was that dumb bitch name? That dumb bitch's name was Amber Geiger. She just sound racist. She basically went into the wrong apartment, thought a black man breaking into an apartment. She broke into his and shot the dude to death. Today, she was found guilty for murder. Clap it up for that. Clap it up for that. God is good. I mean, I don't want to celebrate too hard because just because she got uh, found guilty of murder doesn't mean she's necessarily going to go to prison. All right. There could be like 10 years probation. They could say, oh, we're going to make her pay a fine. You know what I mean? There's all these different legal loopholes that they could pull. But she got caught on murder. Murder charges. So hopefully that carries a hefty sentence. All right. It's Texas too, so they should hit her with that hit her with that DP, that death penalty. Not double penetration, you hornballs. DP. Death penalty, alright? Anyway, so yeah, that's great news. Um, I'm not saying this is great news, but a cop was shot in the Bronx, dirty ass Bronx. Um they initially thought that a, the person he was trying to arrest shot him, but turns out it was friendly fire, alright? Dickhead week to be a cop. <laughs> I mean, hey, man, they don't have any animosity toward us. Hey, bro, I, I don't have beef with all cops. All right, cops are necessary, but shout out to the good cops out here. The rest of y'all, fuck them. Moving along. So, yeah, I saw a couple movies. I saw the movie Hustlers, right? With uh, Jennifer Lopez, Cardi B, Constance Wu. Um, Spoiler alert, I'm going to spoil the movie because... Fuck this movie. That shit was trash, and I can't get my money back. All right. Um, the movie was about strippers. And the issue I had with this movie was they painted these strippers to look like the victims. Okay. So I'm going to give away the whole plot because fuck it. Don't even see it. Shit trash. First off, if I go see a movie about strippers, I I'm expecting my dick to get hard at least once. Feel me? Like, I'm thinking strippers. All right, cool. I'm going to see some ass, some titties, some some pussy. Yo, bro, there's no nudity this whole movie. There's one set of titties the entire movie. That shit was trash. All right, and then th there's no pussies. You, you see a couple of jiggly cheeks, but nothing crazy. All right, the only full nudity you see is a dude's dick. The fuck? How I go see a movie about strippers and the only nudity I see is male frontal nudity? Just off that, that movie get two thumbs down. But anyway, these bitches start off stripping, all right? The movie's not believable because Constance Wu is the main character. If you don't know who Constance Wu is, she plays the mother on Fresh Off the Boat. She was also the girlfriend in Crazy Rich Asians. The reason why it's not believable is because nobody on planet Earth wants to fuck Constance Wu. When you go see a stripper, you want to fuck stripper. I do not want to fuck Constance Wu. And then they promoted it as if Cardi B was like this co-star in the movie. Bitch was there for all the 10 minutes. They don't even explain what happened to her. Moving along. J-Lo like 50 years old. 
She's still bad, but she's 50. My dick ain't getting rocked for that. Come on now, I wanted my dick to be rock hard veiny. I'm seeing strippers. So I'm there watching a movie, and these bitches start stripping, and they strip for like Wall Street executives. This is like 2007. And um, when 2008, 2009 occurs, when the, the stock market crash, stock market crash happens, um, they no longer have their high-profile Wall Street clients to strip for and shit, right? So now they're just like, oh, what are we going to do for money? So some years go by, and they come up with the genius plan, instead of getting regular fucking jobs, to drug rich men and take their credit cards, take their money out of their wallets and things like that. No, and no, and this is a comedy. Could you imagine, could you imagine if I made a movie, right, about dudes who sold drugs and then they, the drug game got washed up and then they said, you know what? I don't want to get a regular job. I don't want to get a a degree. I don't want to get a trade. I'm going to just start drugging bitches and taking their bread. That shit would not be a comedy. I wouldn't even be allowed to put that on a big screen. I guess they allowed it because, you know, it's a true story. But I didn't find anything funny about it. Somewhat hypocritical. I mean, these niggas, is bas- they basically drugged them, left them. To- anything could have happened to these men. And people were in the theater laughing at the guys being drugged. And it. Yo, they really capping for this movie. They called this movie Goodfellas in a G-String. First off, Goodfellas is one of the greatest movies of all time. Okay? Second, J-Lo can't act. Like, if J-Lo was basically like the Robert De Niro, Robert De Niro's character in Goodfellas, J-Lo is to this movie. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. Can't compare those two. And then, yo, these bitches... Yo, they get caught, right? After stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars to fund their addiction to high-end fashion and shoes and luxurious homes, right? After drugging countless innocent men who had no idea that they were going to be drugged, right? And taken advantage of. Constance Wu snitches to get out of doing any jail time, right? She took a plea deal. You know none of these bitches went to prison? For grand larceny, for any any other charges, they didn't go to prison. They got hit with like five years probation, uh, a couple weekends in jail, and anger management courses and fines and community service. Yo, that's crazy. Because you know who's doing jail for drugging people right now? Bill Cosby. Y'all look at him like America's most prolific rapist, and these bitches was out here drugging grown men. And no one gave a fuck. And they got caught. And they were like, ah. Give that movie two thumbs down. And I give it the judicial system at that time two thumbs down, man. These bitches should still be locked up. And I saw It too, More comedy than horror. Pretty good movie. Check it out, though. Good laugh. Good laugh. Um. So, yeah. Speaking of snitching. Shout out! I, there's a reason why I played that song in the beginning of the podcast. Shout out to Six Nine. 
Six nine out here telling on everybody. If you blood, he probably gonna snitch on you. Alright, six nine is the epitome of playing the victim and not taking responsibility for your own actions. Like in life, you make decisions. Whether you grow up in the hood or grow up in Beverly Hills, you're always presented with you can go left or right. Okay? Just because you grow up in the hood doesn't mean you have to end up in hood scenarios. There's plenty of people from the hood who decided, you know what, I'm going to take my ghetto ass to college. Right? And then there's plenty of people from Beverly Hills who decided to be drug addicts and piss their whole life away. There's always a choice to be the opposite of where you currently are. 6 9 is from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, we got a hold as L. And he's a rapper from Bushwick. And he decided at some point in his life, he going to join the Bloods. Okay. Now, when you join the Bloods, that's serious gang shit. You take oath, blood in, blood out. All right. It's a gang. When you're part of that street life, one of the main codes is no snitching. And every street dude knows, stay off the motherfucking phone. This dude gets arrested and basically tells on everybody. Now, the people that he told on at one point were his friends, right? But apparently there's some disconnect. 6ix9ine was telling things that had nothing to do with nothing. He brought up the fact that Cardi B was blood, Trippy Red was blood, brought up the fact that Jim Jones was blood. It's like, damn, bro, like, you don't have to do all this. Like, why are you snitching? Okay, whether whether you feel that they violated you or not, once you get into that street life, you, you just gotta roll with the punches. You gotta you gotta take what's dealt to you. So he brought up Cardi B saying, Oh, she's a Trey Nine Trey Nine Trey blood member. Jim Jones is a nine Trey blood member. Trippy Red, he's a blood member shit crazy yo they had wiretaps of jim jones on the phone saying that six nine needs to get violated like all kind of stuff and the, the the thing is when you drag someone's name saying they're a part of your gang that's how you get brought up on racketeering and rico charges and all these things and that's basically saying that yo you're affiliated with this gang or this criminal organization so just by having your name being associated with that group, you may be brought down in a whole investigation. And you could have just been a part of it. You don't even know the guys that were doing the crime, but because you're all a part of the same thing, right? It's like, it's like, say you have a second cousin that you never met that lives in North Carolina, but y'all have the same last name, right? And it's like, oh, you're related to the Johnson family, but you never met these people they're your relatives if they all go down for a crime the fact that you're affiliated with it too they could drag you into the crime also you know what i'm saying that's that's just how like the rico and rockefeller laws work so he's telling on everybody what do i think about snitching i tell people all the time don't do no crime with me i'm not built for prison i'm tattletelling okay i am not <laughs> i am not built for prison i never been locked up I don't have no tickets to my name. I ain't got no fines. I ain't never been on probation. I've never even failed a drug test. Don't do no crimes with me.
I'm telling. I tell people that shit out the gate. All right? But if you do decide to be in that life, you can't tell. Once you snitch, you're not take. You're endangering your... Because he got a daughter, his ex, his mom. These people may be out here trying to get to them if they can't get to him. And I often think to myself, I'm like, damn, if he gets out of this, because he still make music? Because he, yo, he talked all this gangster shit, told everybody to suck his dick. Yo, I dare nigga to test my gangster. I let my nuts hang. Fucking Treyway. It's fucking Treyway. Soon as the cops came, it was like, hey, man, you're looking at 30 years. My man was like, hey, man, fuck Treyway. Um, yeah, that nigga did it right there. Like, <laughs> goddamn, bro. They were like, hey, uh, when did you decide you were going to cooperate? The very next day after being arrested. Like, damn, nigga. Like, <laughs> did you call your lawyer first? Son saw them, them bars and he was in that cell and was like, yeah, I'm telling. Fuck this shit. I can't be in here. He light-skinned with rainbow hair? They gonna fuck him and lock up. <laughs> like, if I was him, I would've snitched too. Fuck it. Fuck it. But you can't sit there in the court and act like, oh, you know, I only did that because they did this to me. Listen, bro, you made that choice to join that lifestyle. Whether it was to be famous, whether it was for protection, whatever the case was, you decided you were gonna engage in those activities you decided you wanted to be gangster you decided to get in arguments with all these other rappers you decided to live this gangster life that you didn't need to you really didn't you could have just went to school or something i don't know picked up a trade became a plumber i don't know bro but all you listen bro it, it don't pay to be gangster all he had to do was come out make a little noise Move somewhere secluded like South Beach or L.A. and just mind his business and just keep making hit records. But he wanted to be out here getting in shootouts at the Barclays Center, putting hits out on people, be involved in real gangster shit. And then as soon as real gangster shit like prison came up, boy folded. You know what I mean? Even though his own team was ready to violate him. <laughs> yo, they, yo, they had the phones tapped. His driver was an FBI informant. Oh, man. It's... He had the greatest year of all time. The greatest and worst year of all time. Only other person I've ever seen had a great, the greatest and worst year simultaneously is this dude, Antonio Brown. I don't know how many of y'all watch football, but Antonio Brown found a way to get released by two teams and lose out on $30 million in the span of like six months. Tony O'Brien is like a, what, seven-time pro bowler that initially played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? So he had his disagreements with that team, the quarterback, the coach, and just overall how things were run there. So he was just like, yo, I don't want to be here no more. So he basically damn near got kicked off the team. Like they traded him to the Oakland Raiders, right? So when he got to the Oakland Raiders, he got a brand new contract, $30 million guaranteed, right? Million. This was in like, the football season ended February. I want to say by March, April, he was already, maybe May. I don't remember the exact time, 
but he was already with the Raiders at that point, right? So in the midst of all this, this guy, he he has incredible work ethic, but he got into a cryotherapy accident, right? Cryotherapy is like a, a big chamber where they pump uh, liquid nitrogen on your body. It goes down to like minus 200 degrees, but it helps uh, with like inflammation, sore muscles, everything like that. Um, and he ends up getting in the machine incorrectly and gets blisters on the bottom of his feet. So he can't be at practice. He can't train. So this led to him going back and forth with the coaches on the Oakland Raiders staff. Then he got into an argument with the Oakland Raiders GM and called them a cracker. Like all types of bullshit happened, right? Mind you, he has not played a single game for the Oakland Raiders. Not a single game, right? And the Oakland Raiders, he's just arguing back and forth with them. He gets released by the Oakland Raiders. Now, when he gets released by the Oakland Raiders, right, he loses out on $30 million. All he had to do was play one game, one snap for the Oakland Raiders, who would have made $30 million. This motherfucker couldn't shut up for five minutes. I would have just played one snap, ha, touch the field, and been like, yo, fuck y'all, I quit, and then get released and get my bread. All right? So... He gets released. He was like, yo, train me, release me, do what y'all want. I don't want to be here. So they release him. Then the fucking Devils, I'm sorry, the New England Patriots, I call them Devils for a reason. Them niggas are the devil. Bill Belichick is the devil. I don't care what nobody says. They find a way to sign him for the low, for the low, like one year, what was it, $10 million, some shit like that, for the low. And it's just like, yo, what the fuck? Anyway. He gets there, and in the midst of him getting there, first game he gets a touchdown, motherfucking rape charges come up for this guy. It's just like, what? And here's the thing about these rape charges, right? I know y'all have heard me say multiple times on here inappropriate things in regards to women being raped. Now, I've always said there's no, there's no excuse to rape a woman, right? But... And everything, every nice thing I say, there's always a but. So, in this scenario, sound a little shaky, right? The girl that he allegedly raped, right? She was suing him for $2 million, right? And at no point does she want to go to criminal court. She's like, no, I don't want him in jail. I just want to go to, I guess it was civil court, I, th- I think it's called. I'm not a legal expert, but I believe it was that. And she was going to try to settle for $2 million or sue him for $2 million, right? I'm sorry. Motherfucker raped me. I want $2 million and I want you in prison, man. You just shoved your dick in me <laughs> inappropriately when I ain't want it. Not that I'll ever want your dick, but I'm just saying. If it occurs, I want you in prison. I want you to die in prison. You raped me, fam. Two million dollars ain't enough. They gotta be more. Somebody gotta rape you and lock up so we can be even. Fuck that. I ain't you don't wanna press no charges. That was the first red flag. Right? First red flag. The second red flag in that scenario was she started talking about this stuff during the week of her wedding. I'm not a woman, but I can only assume during wedding week. Women don't want chaos going on in their life. They just want everything to go smoothly. Everybody, when they get married, they're kind of worried about the significant other not showing up at the altar as is. Pretty sure bringing up rape charges kind of amplifies that thought process, right? 
So then she said to the cops and other legal people, oh, I can't really speak with y'all yet because I'm trying to do my wedding. And then I'll speak to y'all when I got, when I get back from my honeymoon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If someone raped me, that's, that's on a, on a tier of things. That's tier one. That's the first thing that got to be discussed. Raping somebody trumps weddings and honeymoons. I, I, you know what I mean? Like the fuck, what, what's her MO? The third thing that made me realize son ain't do it was he most, the most ignorant email to this shit, right? <laughs> All right. Bear with me. Okay. Please understand Antonio Brown is from South Florida. Y'all know how I feel about Florida. Okay. The two dumbest places on three dumbest places on earth to me, Florida, Alabama, and the Bronx. Okay. If anybody comes from those three places, uh, you feel me? So I'm going to read. There's a lot of spelling errors. What he wrote to her. I'm going to read it verbatim. I jack my dick on your back. Slept with you in bed. Fuck your knowledge, bitch. I've been all pro before. I. <laughs> I've been all pro before I even knew you. You hit me up online, bitch, crying. I didn't hit you up. You never left my house since you had a hotel. You fell asleep on my couch. Fuck out here. My baby mama tricked your dumb ass. Blast me your failure telling everybody you own a gym. What you going blast? Don't fucking write my phone, lying bitch. Thought it was easy to get a come up. Using God alias fake asshole. You and your mama thought y'all hoes had a come up. Fuck out of here. Don't write my team. Now, this is real ignorant. All right. So here's why I don't think he did it. If I rape somebody, I'm not going to explicitly describe the fact that I jacked off on your back. <laughs> so, apparently his baby mom's knows about this bitch that he fucked her. Like, clearly it was consensual. To, to, to translate for my educated listeners, he basically said, yo, listen, listen, you and your mom's is a hoe, all right? I hit, I busted a nut on your back, my baby mom's know about it. Ain't nobody tripping. Why are you sweating me? I I ain't asked for you. You hit me up. You let me pipe. And that was it. All right. And to give a little context, she used to be his personal trainer. Okay. She worked for him. I, even after he hit it, she kept coming back. So I'm like, I right, uh, her story sound crazy. Here's the second part of the email. Thanks for giving us control of your life for three weeks. Next time you and your mama plotting on the come up, make sure all you hoes pick the right man, dumbass hoes. Maybe somebody you already fucked. Your mama controlling your life. She gonna help the come up. You failed as a gymnast. You a nobody. Me and blank laugh about this shit. Me busting on your back. Second time you brought about busting on this bitch back. I let him know when I'm bored. You a disgrace of little girls. You a failed gymnast living in the past at your mama house. With your mama. Lucky I showed you around. You're welcome. My baby mama know you a weak bitch when she spot one. You played yourself. My man said you living at your mama house with your mama. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that implies, I don't know why that's so funny to me. But living at your mama house implies you live with your mama, AB. But anyway, as ignorant as he comes across, if I were to rape somebody, I'd probably hide that from my baby mom. You know what I'm saying? His baby mom, Ben, knew he clapped them cheeks, so he, you know what I mean? Not to 
be the victim blamer, but you know, bitch lying. Anyway, AB has he's now he's filing grievances against the NFL, trying to get his money back. He's still arguing about helmets and all these other things, right? I compare these two guys because they both in a year went from fame, fortune, superstars. The Patriots cut Antonio Brown, by the way, so he's currently unemployed. Both of these guys went from fame, fortune, and plenty of accolades to two guys without jobs, one snitching, one blaming everybody else. You get what I'm saying? And they both put themselves in these scenarios. People, please learn to take responsibility for the dumb shit that you do. Speaking of taking responsibility, America's favorite sellout, Stacey Dash, was arrested. She's getting my supreme dickhead. Okay, uh, Stacey Dash talked all that shit about black people and was pro-Trump. Got herself a white husband, lives in the state of Florida, and um, was arrested. Her husband's name is Jeffrey Marty. Uh, I believe this is like her fourth husband. Yeah, fourth husband. He's a lawyer, and she got into a domestic battery with her husband. Now, she was arrested, and no charges were pressed, but she called the cops and found out she was black really fast. (laughs) She got on the phone with them, and she was discussing how, you know, oh, she's hurt, and he attacked her, but when the cops arrived, they saw scratches on his arm, not on her, so her black ass got arrested. And she's trying to say that, oh, his three kids are trying to, along with him, are trying to conspire against her and blah, 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 blah. Listen, Stacy, Stacy, listen. None of us give a fuck, all right? None of us do. You was out here moving sideways. You thought you was better than the rest of us because you got pretty eyes and pretty hair, all right? Stacey Dash ain't been the same since she left Kanye West at that airport. Kanye West ain't been the same either. He's getting supreme dickhead too. So Stacey Dash is getting supreme dickhead for finding out she was black. But Kanye West is getting supreme dickhead also. And Kanye West fans are getting supreme dickhead. Because this Negro has promised us two albums in the past two years. In the past year, really, since last year of October. And you know how many new albums we've gotten from Kanye? None. Okay, all he does is a bunch of Sunday service shit and put out merch and overpriced sneakers that aren't even that dope to begin with. And we keep buying it and falling for it. He was supposed to put out Yandi at last year. We waited, never showed up. He was supposed to put out Jesus is King or Jesus is Lord, whatever it's called this year, never showed up. All right. And then not only did he not have the nerve to put the album out. He wants to preview a trailer for his new Jesus is King movie. Okay? Anybody want to hear no, see no fucking Kanye West movie? I'm trying to hear some music, bro. And then the music that he played, I guess at like a listening party for the album that's supposed to come out and never did. People were saying half the songs were incomplete and it just sounds scattered. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I don't know what's going on with Kanye. I don't know what's going on with Stacey Dash. But they both have been... Not the same since they left each other and that all falls down video. OK, 
okay? So maybe they need to get back together. And maybe maybe they're the key to each other's happiness. Maybe Kanye and Stacey need to get together. Maybe Kanye needs to leave Kim right, and his white wife and all the people that, that's out there in the Hidden Hills. And maybe she needs to leave her white husband and get with Kanye West, okay? They look nice in that video. But they are two supreme dickheads. Whew, good to be back. Got everything I wanted to say off my chest. And now it's time to end this episode with a beautiful quote. And it's oh so fitting. And it goes like this. When you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Think about it. Stay black, y'all. Peace.